Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. And what? Oh, can we redo? <laughs> yeah. Immediately redo. <laughs> the, the tone was just like, wait, what? Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh, Halloween edition. All month long, we'll be bringing you super thrilling, super scary, spine-chilling new episodes each week. From reseller horror stories to the tricks and treats of being a Poshmark seller. It may be spooky season, but we'll share our best tips so that your October sales total doesn't haunt you. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. Today, we will be talking about Poshmark horror stories. That's right. We're wrapping up our four-part Halloween series this week with our final episode. We'll be sharing five spooky reseller tales of caution. (laughs) (laughs) These are the kind of tales you tell at like a campfire, some ghost stories, pretty much that level. So just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Viewer discretion is advised. Just kidding. (laughs) They're not scary at all, honestly. (laughs) But before we get into all of that, what's new this week? Not too much new. Just the regular reseller life. I've been listening. I've been sourcing. But I got to get into action here because... I feel like I've been listing a lot, but my my like active listings amount is staying stagnant. So I feel like <laughs> they come I, in the door and they leave out the same yeah, door. It's good. Like I said, I think last month or the month before, one of like the big wins for the month was I'm like, I basically sold as many items as I listed that month. My sell through yeah. rate was basically like flat with the amount of new items I was bringing in, which is good because it means I'm selling stuff, but I'm really wanting to like make a little bit more bulk each month yeah, yeah bulk, like make more money on my closet each month so in order to do that i really need to like bulk up my listings and i was feeling like i was nailing it with the listing this week i've been like, i've been going to the bins a lot i've been like putting yeah. up like 15 items 10 items every day and i just checked my active listings and i'm, I'm back at 504 which is exactly where i started the month <laughs> <laughs> which is still a lot but it's like I think in order to get to like where I want to be, I'm going to have to like bite the bullet. And like, once I get to like a higher amount of listings, then I can kind of be fine with like listing and selling the same amount every month. But like, while I'm trying to bulk up, I'm going to need to like go hard and yeah, really put the time and energy into sourcing, which is like, I love going sourcing, but sometimes you just are not in the mood and you kind of just like get to the thrift store, find a few things and kind of turn around. I'm like, I have to think about it more of as like my job now and be like, no, oh, I'm clocking into the thrift stores today and find as right. much as possible. Yeah. Well, you can gear yourself up for it, you know, run yeah. through Dunkin' Donuts beforehand and plan for it. But yeah, I totally get that. I mean, it is draining sometimes. And you're there for hours and you come out with only a few items or nothing. So, right. Cause it's like, I still want to, I don't want to just like pick up anything. So it's like, I still want to be selective. So that just means I might have to spend more time making multiple stops or, you know, going every day for like a week or something just so I can get my listings up. And then I also, I'm going to need to figure out storage for this. So stay tuned (laughs) about that. (laughs) 
the age learning. old question what <laughs> my to current do storage is stuff. pretty maxed at 500 so yeah we're gonna need like a another one of those heart B. the guest bedroom closet is looking very enticing right now let's just say <laughs> <laughs> what's Love new it. with you this week so this weekend i actually spent some time i have a room in my house too that's like my posh room and it's my like home office for my job and it has a couple like bookshelves in it that were looking really dusty and the posh stuff i wasn't really putting the new stuff away the classic thinking mm-hmm. that it's gonna sell instantly so you don't put it away and i spent some time on saturday morning listing and stuff and then i cleaned everything up which I, it's not a totally poshmark related update but it's just nice to like refresh the space. I spend so much time in this room and to get everything dusted up and cleaned up in here and put away and like, you know, it's a fresh slate. So totally not the most fun task, but it was needed. I also went to a new thrift store this weekend. It was okay. I had heard like really good things about this store. Like people always finding a lot of good stuff. So my expectations were pretty high. But I ended up only walking out with two items, but both of them I feel really good about. So I'd rather do that than get things that I'm not exactly sure on, you know? How were like the prices compared to other stores? Prices were low. I mean, it's just everything feels low when you only go to (laughs) (laughs) Play-Doh. I'll definitely be going back. It was like 20 minutes away, which just feels so far. (laughs) But I went and it was like not a big deal at all. Yeah, one of the items I found, which I'm super excited about, is a pair of Good American jeans. And they had them marked at $3.99. And I was like, done. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I checked to make sure in. that they were like, okay, quality and stuff. But yeah, the things I found, I'm so excited about, but like, just not a lot of quantity. And when I was at the checkout, I did it again. I do this every time. They're like, are you a member or rewards or whatever? And I said, no, but I didn't ask, like, how do you join? So, got shy (laughs) I do that every time and then I'm like I'll just google it later this is awkward like don't want to bother anyone yeah if they have rewards if I could have gotten a coupon off of that that's crazy it's good to check out a new place I've that's kind of what I've been feeling like too because it's like I've, I've really been in a routine the last six months that I pretty much go to the same two goodwills that are like my faves and then the Plato's closet that's near me and then the bins, I've been hitting a little bit more, but it's like, there's three Plato's closets in a drivable distance from me. So it's like, I need to be going on a better rotation to like all of them. Cause I'm putting all my right. eggs in one basket and same with the Goodwills. There's like at least 20 Goodwills in the Phoenix greater area. So it's like kind of yeah. limiting myself by, especially being full-time. It's like, I have time to, time is one resource I have to focus on reselling. You know what I mean? True. So I should get a little more creative. Yeah. The issue for me was like a lot of the items I was finding, I was liking the style. Oh, I think this is like a trendy thing. Like I've seen other, other people pick items up like this, but they didn't have a mirror or like changing rooms or anything like that. Tried a couple of things, just like they were jackets, like on myself, but I'm like, I have no idea what I look like. (laughs) 
<laughs> you should have used your phone camera and like set it on something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you'd be embarrassed, but like kind of worth it. I know. <laughs> then when I was going to the checkout, I saw they had a mirror for sale. So I was like, oh, duh. I should like check out the furniture <laughs> section with my items, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was fun though to like look for things for style. I know I've talked about this before, like going to Play-Dohs all the time. You're kind of just like focused on the brands. It was fun to, you know what I mean? Try to be creative and find the hidden gems a little bit more. So definitely, I'll definitely go back. And I'm sure it was one of those on the weekends. It's going to be a little busier and maybe picked over. So got to keep checking it out. Can't write it off after one trip. Right. And I got the good, the good and Americans you got the, for $4. The Americans like, for $4. So yeah. actually you're off to it with a, off to a good start. Definitely. All right. So next up, we are bringing to you live our Posh News Update. Each week, we'll give you an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app, any new features, or what's going on in the reseller community. All right. This week's Posh News Update. So we noticed another little new Something new popped up when you're looking at the bundles. They've kind of changed and added like a big, almost look like, looks like like a security shield yeah. icon in your seller bundle. If someone's shopping your closet and you look at it, basically it's just drawing the eye a little bit more attention to the Posh Protection Program, which is basically Poshmark's return policy. So when we first saw this, we were like, did the rules change? What's going on different with the return policy? What's happening? We just kind of wanted to go over that today. Yeah. So the rules haven't changed from what we can tell. You can click on, it says like Posh Protection or something, and you can click on it and the same Poshmark Protection policy pops up and explains like you can't return something just because it doesn't fit or you changed your mind. It has to be because the item wasn't as described or there's a flaw that wasn't disclosed or... The condition, I feel like, is the main yeah. thing they will return for or if it's like false advertising on like being fake right. or brand. So it was kind of just going over those details and explaining, you know, as the buyer, what you can do if you're in a situation like that, you can open up a case and explain what the problem is to Poshmark. And they're kind of guaranteeing that they'll make it right if there is a real issue. So it was kind of nice to like read over the rules again, <laughs> just to make sure we understand like what the policy actually is. Yeah, it is nice having that in there explaining to buyers what they can open a case for and what they can't, because I know we've had it before where a customer complains about something. It doesn't Not fall into by. one of those yeah, categories and it makes you like tighten the chest. Yeah. It's going to happen. So I think it's more of like a reminder the word out. This is They're trying how, to limit the cases or something. Yeah. This is how this is going to work. So I think the biggest like case, that goes in like the seller's favor normally is when people open a case and it's based on like how something fits because that's right. one area that's not covered by the posh protection return policy which makes sense because like you know if you're buying secondhand clothing sometimes you don't know how, exactly how it's been washed or cared for so maybe it's like shrunk a little bit and that would be a lot for poshmark to stand by like the fit and sizing it's like this is marked to size four but it runs like more like a zero you know what i mean yeah you're, that's kind of why as a buyer you can always ask for measurements or a lot of people just take measurements that way you can know that but yeah i think that's like the main thing that's 
not covered <laughs> by right returns which i know i think on ebay and i think on tradesy you are allowed to return just even if you just don't like the fit like the way it fits you there's just like a hundred percent guarantee with that so as of now poshmark isn't doing that but i don't know if they would someday yeah it's definitely a good idea to include those measurement pictures in there that's the number one question we get from buyers on items is like trying to get the measurements so they know what it's going to fit before they buy it yeah and like from a customer service standpoint it's like obviously you want your the people buying from you to be like happy with their purchase right so just because it's like aha it's not covered by posh protection like you want them to know how it's going to fit too so I yeah know. when people ask us for measurements we're always happy to include those and it, for some jeans and stuff like we pretty much just are measuring them now just because it's yeah it saves time later exactly yeah <laughs> doing some of that stuff up front so then you don't have to pull, dig the item back out again to get the measurements okay for this week's q a section we're doing something a little different and i think we're going to include like a version that you can do and share on instagram so you can follow along and tell us what your preferences are but we're going to do a would you rather for resellers Ooh. it's not spooky i don't know why i did that <laughs> it's still the spooky episode so go okay. for it <laughs> so right. our first would you rather the bins or play-dohs i have to say play-dohs <laughs> i know right? i have to say play-dohs too you could just find it's just such a better shopping experience. Yeah. You can find like <laughs> things that sell for a higher, like average sales price. I do like Easier. the bins. So don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm liking the bins more and more lately, but that's more for like to get a high volume of stuff like quickly and right. for a low cost of goods. <laughs> I agree. Play-Dohs is the answer for me. <laughs> okay. Modeling or stock photos? Another tough one because I've been liking both, but I still have to say I like the stock photos better. It's yeah, just me like too. <laughs> the pictures just look, just gives you a very uh, polished look, I feel like, in your closet. Yeah, I agree. Okay. The next one style versus brand. So when you're sourcing items, are you more concerned with the style, making sure it's like on trend, cute, something you'd actually wear, or are you just looking at the brands? I mean, ideally you'd be looking at both, right? Yes. <laughs> but I'm, I hate, I hate that I have to say this, but I'm definitely looking at the brand. <laughs> I know I've been trying, cause especially going to the bins, it's like, I've been trying yeah. to get more creative with not like caring what brand it is and looking more at the style, especially cause it's just so cheap at the bins. Like, yeah. And you can't find a lot of good brands easily at the bins. So you kind of just want to get something going but when i'm at like the regular thrift store and play-dohs i'm totally guilty of when i'm going down the line i'm like zoned in on just the brands basically like yeah. scooting by so i would say brand too it's just easier for searchability you know that's exactly it yeah it like scares me more to get something based on style without it, it being like a known brand as well as having a cute style exactly but I mean, I definitely want to get on the spectrum more in the middle of like looking at, like when you're going through looking at both, like, oh, is this item cute? And, and looking at the 
tag, not just yeah. looking at the tag where I feel like I just look at the tag and then I'm at the thrift store today and I only find two things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We caveat too, like on the flip side, like you can't only go for brand. Like it also needs to be cute. Like you can't. Right. So like you still have to put things back if, yeah. It's a balancing act, but I would say brand draws more traffic to your closet. Yeah, definitely. Okay. The next one is paying up for an item or the $1 tag day at Goodwill. I'm going to, oh, you can go first. <laughs> go ahead. You seem like you're having passion. <laughs> I'm going to say the $1 tag day. Even when they're having like the Play-Doh sale and it's like 90% off, like I enjoy that way more than paying I know. for items. It's the scary, the risk part of it again. It's the cheapo like, within us. That is yeah. just like, it's such a score to get a good deal on something. Yeah, yeah I agree. I'm never like thrilled to pay up because I always still feel like risky, but I know it does pay off if you know what you're doing and you have done your research, but I would say it's preferable for me to shop the $1 tags too and go to the bins, that whole kind of scene. <laughs> Mindset. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. I think I know your answer to this one already, but Poshmark or Mercari? Ooh, I'm going to say Poshmark. <laughs> I'm going to say Poshmark too. I tried go- giving it a go with the cross listing again. I'm like over Mercari again. <laughs> yeah I still like try on Mercari but it's we definitely both have the mindset of like our full reselling everything we have is on Poshmark and that's like number one if you're going to do anything it's on Poshmark and then Mercari is anything additional you'll list some of your stuff over there I think the whole shipping aspect because now I've been trying it where in the past I'd always do like the free shipping option and I would just buy the label on pirate ship but I've been trying it recently where the you buyer have them pay for pay. the shipping. Yeah, just to see if that's going to do anything. Hmm. Because I've been like getting a lot of like chunky sweaters and it's like, well, you can't really put those on Mercari unless the buyer is going to pay for the shipping. The shipping's <laughs> like $11. Yeah. Pay for it. Yeah. So, I feel like that just adds another variable that Poshmark for better or worse doesn't have. I don't know. I still like Mercari and make sales over there. I know you do too. I mean, do I? <laughs> Just kidding. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you even have the I was adding up my month total and I was not pleasantly surprised when I looked over there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. We're both Poshmark through and through, but we, we yeah. still want to give it a chance over there. Yeah, definitely. All right. And then the last, would you rather, would you rather use cute poly mailers or post office free supplies? I've come around on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I would definitely say the cute, the cute mailers. They are surprisingly inexpensive for the quantity you get. And they just make it more fun. It's fun to receive. Like when you buy stuff on Poshmark and they come in a fun mailer like that, it's just fun to receive. And yeah, I like it. It's just fun even like when you run out and you get to buy new ones. Like it's just kind oh, of yeah. a fun, fun business expense that I'm fine with paying. I still love the post office, especially for the boxes, I will say. But oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, overall, I use the cute mailers more. All right. Well, keep an eye on our Instagram and make sure you fill out this quiz too because we want to hear. We're excited to see like how you guys answer these. Are your answers different? Are they the same? What do you think? Let us know. All right, so the main event. So we have five Poshmark-related horror stories that we are going to go over. 
they're kind of funny. They kind of range from like level of spookiness. <laughs> yeah, they range from, range from more serious to more funny. So enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, should we name all the stories? This like is this the one could be called that went crunch. <laughs> That's like the that. way the cookie crumbles. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So this first story is titled. That's the way the cookie crumbles. It was within my first few months on Poshmark and I was selling some of my old home decor items and had listed some hard to find Ray Dunn ceramic canisters. Cookie Very jars. first. <laughs> cookie jars. <laughs> for cookies. The very first one sold for $75. Whoa. I had no idea how to ship it because it was an awkward shape so I brought it to the post office and had one of the employees help me wrap it up with bubble wrap, a newspaper, and he found a box to ship it in. We put fragile stickers all over it and sent it on its way. I think me and the employee might have even high-fived. We were so confident with the way we packaged it up. A few days later, I received a notification that the buyer had opened a case and sent pictures of the item and how it arrived dot 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 my heart sank into my stomach when i opened the pictures and saw and saw that this hard to find rare canister for cookies had completely shattered into 50 pieces it was completely destroyed the seller was obviously upset and i felt terrible about it i explained that i had the post office employee help package it up and i was so sorry it arrived this way Poshmark ended up issuing a refund for the buyer and I still got to keep my earnings. It was a great lesson learned on how to package future fragile items. All of the canisters ended up selling within a couple weeks and to this day are some of my most profitable sales on Poshmark. Heart-wrenching <laughs> story. Yeah, the Ray Dunn, those are those like home decor items. They were like super, super popular. They're like super simple looking, but then they have the writing on them of like what they are. It's like, it'll be a cookie jar and it'll say like cookies on it and like just simple oh, font yeah, or yeah, like yeah. a plate that says like good eats. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's like. They're like ceramic. Yeah. They're ceramic, but they say like, if it's a cup, it'll say like drink. It'll say like. Tea. Napkins yeah. on the napkin holder. Whatever we it understand. is, they're kind of labeled. <laughs> Do you guys need to give more examples? No, we understand. <laughs> And I've seen that like some of the pieces, because people that are into it have collected a lot of the items and some, I think they retail for a lot, but you can find them at like TJ Maxx quite often. Mm. But like the pieces are like chipped. No, they're not chipped up TJ Maxx. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> some are more like rare than others. Got some it. are hard to find. And if you're a Ray Dawn fanatic, so I can totally see how if, if someone was thought they were scoring this limited edition canister and then it arrives in shattered, that is just so heartbreaking. The part about them wrapping it up with the post office employee, putting the sticker on it, putting they're like fist bumping, <laughs> pretty much all the supplies at the post office to get it going and it still breaks. Like, how do they? That's just shocking. I know. I think about that a lot because I know a lot of resellers 
look at like the dishware stuff at thrift stores because there there are like pieces that can go for a lot but i am always am worried about the shipping like i guess i wouldn't want to have to store them without me breaking them i wouldn't want to have to ship them but yeah i know they they are profitable you can sell them for a lot like you can find high-end dishes and different plates and stuff that go for a lot on poshmark if you are into that sort of thing but I mean, to me, this is just screaming Mercari local sale. This is, done and done. This is asking for Mercari local. <laughs> this was way before that, but still like. Yeah. Handle with care needs to be personally <laughs> shuttled. <laughs> wow. That is haunting. And it's sad because it's like you, you know, she had this canister in her house for, you know, who knows how long. And then to think of it totally shattered heart well, now no one gets it no one gets Sad. it okay our second story i have to say is a personal story that happened to me <laughs> that i wanted to share this one i am titling location not found so it all started i made a bundle sale on poshmark it was several items i think it was it was like a one of my best sales ever i think it was like close to $200 for a bundle of a few items, which as you know, we get very excited about bundle sales over here on <laughs> Sister Posh. Me and this customer had been going back and forth. They had like started putting things in their bundle like a few days before. And then they're like, I'm gonna come back and buy this. They actually, a few days later came back. They were switching out more items. They sent me a reasonable offer. I was like so excited. So they sent me an offer, I accepted it. And then like right after they sent me the offer, we had been in like close communication. Their bundle had like comments back and forth. They had been like, would you accept this much? Like, what if I switch out this item? Then would you take this much? Like we had been communicating. Okay. <laughs> so they, they buy it. The purchase goes through. I'm like doing my happy dance. And then I get a message from them that says, oh, I realized I have the wrong address. Actually send it. And then they put a different address. But like, okay. that's not how Poshmark works, you know, like they would have to go in, you can change the your address. Is... Yeah, they can't, they can go in and change their address, but they have to do it through Poshmark so that I get the shipping label. Like we correctly. Yeah. Like I just can't write on the new shipping label, like cross it out or anything like that. So they say, oh, I put the wrong address. Like, please ship it here. And it's like, it's to a completely different state. So I'm like, uh, I see the message probably like 10 minutes after they had sent it. And I just messaged them and I'm like, Hey, like accepted your offer. You can update your shipping info. And then the Poshmark will send me a new label. Just let me know once you updated it. And then I will ship it all out right away. Thanks again. To like a day passed. I sent another comment saying, hi, did you update your shipping label yet? Uh, I, I'll, I want to send these out as soon as possible to you. Like yada, yada, yada. Thanks so much. No reply, which this is weird. Cause we had been like, instant messaging basically <laughs> up until this point <laughs> this is when i start getting nervous because i'm like i don't want to send it to the wrong state but also like i have to use the shipping label that you they gave to me ship it soon yeah i have to ship it soon and yeah it's been like three days at this point since they purchased it like i want to ship it out you know i've been working on my shipping time <laughs> you're about to get that final shipping reminder. i'm about to get that final shipping reminder <laughs> and also it's like a bundle so it's like i really do want the sale right and that's when I notice a small detail that I hadn't noticed before that was a little eerie. I look at this person's username. Now, I'm not going to give the actual username because I don't want to give this buyer's information. But the username 
was basically like not the right way. So that was like spine chilling because I'm like, now they're giving me the wrong address and they have their username is basically throwing me off course. <laughs> so I get the chills. I get the EBGBs, but I want to send this package out still. So I send her another message that says, hi, I'm wanting to ship this out to you tomorrow, but I want to make sure it gets to you. I'm not able to change the address on my end. So I do need you to update it. Um, if you go to your account tab, click your, my address, you can change your shipping or return address, click change to your next address. I like literally copy and paste the directions like from Poshmark. Sure. And then I'm like, let me know. Or I'm like, please complete this like by tomorrow or I'll have to send it out with the, the label I have. Thanks so much. I didn't want to cancel it. I didn't know what the right move was. So what happened? I just shipped it out. <laughs> <laughs> I got five stars. I thought that's where it was going. So she must have figured it out. Yeah, maybe she thought she was going. I, I've had people before, like, when they have changed their shipping label, it's because they're, like, going on a trip and they're, like, worried about it getting there on time. So I think it might have been one of those situations where she, like, does live at her original address that she gave, but she was worrying about getting it in time for a trip. But I think it all worked out because then she came back on and it was all fine. But when I saw the username... I was spooked. That's spooky. Yeah, so. I don't know what to say about that one. <laughs> that, that one's going to keep you up at night. <laughs> Maybe that's just like her thing. Like she's always like given the wrong address. So that's <laughs> her username. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but anyway, she, she's been liking more items from my closet. So if you're listening, still love you. Please come back. <laughs> All right, story number three. This one we have titled, The Shoes on the Wrong Foot. <laughs> one of the first cases that was open against me was a buyer claiming I had sent her two different shoes, that they weren't a matching boot set. She was insane. <laughs> Claimed to have worked in the shoe business for 20 years and knew that these weren't the same shoes. It was $250 Fray boots. I think it's fry. Fry. Yeah, I've heard other people. I've never found those, but they're like leather boots. Usually they have like a buckle on the side and they do sell for a lot. I think it's mm. fry. Okay. We could be totally wrong on pronunciation. You guys know we don't know that. <laughs> These that are brand. way above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> These are fancy boots, okay? So the boots matched and style. It was like responding and explaining that the sky is blue. I obviously won with Poshmark, but this was back when I engaged in cases. I roll emoji. So it went real crazy with her swearing these weren't the same shoes. It lasted three days and Poshmark asked twice for pictures from her. On the picture she sent, I could see that the serial numbers did indeed match because who is trying to prove that clearly the same shoe is the same shoe it was so dumb and long <laughs> yeah Sorry. that sounds like a headache <laughs> this is wild like literally the serial number is on there everything is matching like what more could you do there's some weirdo buyers on anywhere you know i worked in and 
a retail store for like 10 years. Like, you know, people are crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> but that's I, insane. <laughs> yeah. I totally relate to the, this is back when I engaged in cases. I roll. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked the part when she said that she was responding and she, it was like explaining that the sky is blue. Like, how do you even prove that the two shoes are the same? Like, she just wouldn't list two different shoes with each other, obviously. Right. She's like, I bought them together. Like, it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, this is this is haunting. Yeah, that's going to stick with me for sure. <laughs> so our fourth story we're titling, It's Not Gucci. This story, no one submitted to us. We found out about it on TikTok. It happened about a year ago. And it's really been sticking with me ever since because I remember it was a big deal when it all went down in the reseller community. But basically there was a TikTok where this girl, she just decided she was going to sell one personal item from her own closet. So she listed a purse that she had received as a gift, which was like a red Gucci purse on her Poshmark. You know, she didn't really know yeah. a lot about how Poshmark worked. She sold the purse. I think, I don't remember the details exactly, but I think it was like for over $1,000, maybe even like 1500 And the sale goes through. It has to stop. You know, when you make a sale on Poshmark and it's for over $500, you have to get it authenticated through Poshmark. So they authenticated the Gucci purse and it was good. It gets sent on its way to the buyer. That is when the buyer opens a case, says like that the item is damaged. And that's when they get like a return approved, basically. Anyway, so the return gets approved and the purse gets sent back to the seller, the girl that was selling the purse originally. And she opens the box and it's literally not even her same purse. It's a different purse. Like they had kept her Gucci purse and sent back like a fake cheap purse. Dupe. Yes, exactly. And she was having trouble reaching out to customer service with Poshmark, which is why she made the TikTok. She was like, blow this up, like tag Poshmark. They need to see this. Like no one's answering my emails. It's been like four or five days you know, trying to get attention on her issue there so she could get it solved. And I believe they did get it solved for her, but I just remember that being a big deal and kind of being like floored that someone would do that to someone and send back the wrong item. Yeah. But you hear about these crazy scams all the time, you know, either sellers scamming people by sending out the wrong thing or with returns doing, doing stuff like that too. It's crazy. Some might say spine chilling. Some would say. All right, our fifth and final horror story of the day is titled In the Eye of the Beholder. So this story begins at the height of Squishmallow culture. What is a Squishmallow? Oh, great question. (laughs) It is basically a stuffed animal pillow that's like Think pillow pet, but more plump. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And more of just like a circle. Like you can actually use it as a pillow. And they have like a cute face. They have different animals, unicorns, you know, all of that. Everyone was really into them. Like, I don't know if they were originally a children's thing, but like teenagers, young adults, adults, grandparents, like everyone was into them. 
like stores would be selling out people would be like i heard stories of people going to like different walgreens and stuff like that trying to find certain ones i have one in the shape of a pug that was gifted to me (laughs) nice (laughs) so i feel like if if people were into squishmallows at all they were all in (laughs) yes so that's setting the stage this submission came from someone that was just into squishmallows anyway and they found out that they were as with anything popular once there's once something's graining traction (laughs) then they're selling out you know that's when the resellers come in and that's when you start seeing a surge on reselling platforms too definitely so this person found a squishmallow for a really cheap price and decided to sell it on poshmark Yes, so they listed this item and, or when they were researching the item too, they realized it was like more of a rare Squishmallow. So they had it listed on their Poshmark as like rare. Anyway, so after a lot of back and forth with the customer, someone ended up purchasing it and she shipped it out. It was delivered and they received a five-star review once it was delivered. So you think the story ends there, but not so fast because... Then a few days later, she receives a message from the customer who was very unhappy with the purchase because the eye color proved it wasn't rare. After it had already been delivered and accepted, they they received a message basically saying, got the, got the Squishmallow you mailed me, the funds were released, but I did not get what I ordered. You listed an owl that has blue and pink eyes. And when I finally opened the box, it just had blue eyes. What you listed as a rare owl is actually a common owl anyone can get can you help me but it's a little confusing because from what they're saying they like they had a stock photo for the cover photo but they also posted like 10 pictures of the actual squishmallow that was for sale right so the seller is like zooming in on that stock photo and realizing that oh there was a little bit of a difference but like you said they posted the normal pictures and i mean you have to be deep in squishmallow (laughs) culture to know these nuances yeah (laughs) yeah exactly anyway they sent that message wanting clarification even though the funds had already been released and then after like the the seller hadn't even realized that this had happened that they had received the message yet and there was a second message from the seller putting the pressure on kind of being like no response wow like kind of giving them grief that they hadn't reached back out about their issue so at that point, they just kind of responded and said, like, sorry to hear you're unhappy. I did include pictures showing the, the pill you received. And, you know, unfortunately, you'd have to open a case with Poshmark to handle this within three days of processing the return. But you're welcome to, like, reach out to Poshmark about it. But there's nothing I can do after the funds are released, basically. Right. But yeah, then this is where it gets really eerie. Yeah, you might be thinking this is not a haunted story. <laughs> So then the seller, you know, after all this communication back and forth with the buyer is clicking on the buyer's profile to send them a message to respond. And she starts scrolling and the seller's whole closet is filled with squishmallows. Like so many. Hundreds of (laughs) squishmallow listings. So... They, I guess, didn't know what they were talking about. With the <laughs> yeah. They thought they were scoring a 
X, they're probably going to flip it because it was like a rare one or whatever, you know? Right. They're doing a little online sourcing. So I do feel bad because it's like, but that's such an honest mistake to just notice the, not notice the eye stitching. You know what I mean? Like that's some next level. I'm just imagining like one of our posh rooms, like our closet with all of our listings in it is like full of clothes, obviously. And like, yeah, this person is filled with a million squishies. <laughs> like that's yeah. the part that's eerie to me. <laughs> I'm picturing a big room and it just has floor to ceiling like aisles of like those cube shelves you can buy at Target. And then within each cube is one Squishmallow. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm imagining all the Squishmallows looking at you like. Oh, that's even Oh, <laughs> Yeah, so that's fine chilling. Yeah, so those are the horror stories that we could pull together here for this episode. Like, they're all over the place, but I hope you enjoyed. It's weird (laughs) out there. All right, well, that wraps up our Spooktacular series, our four-part series for the month of October. If you haven't, check out some of our other Spooktacular episodes. They were really fun to make. It was fun to do a theme for a month. Yeah. Not too different from our normal episodes, but still it was fun to have the Halloween twist. And we're excited for Halloween this weekend. Yes. But we'll be back again next week with uh, just our regular episodes back to normal. It's going to be weird. I'll have to change our Instagram picture back to not the, not the witch hats anymore. Yeah. So if you've been enjoying the Halloween episodes, I, I thought it was funny. Someone had commented on one of our Instagram posts being like, just find your podcast. Like been listening to the episodes. And I'm like, what a weird time to find our podcast during, <laughs> during the spooky. The intro. <laughs> it's not always Halloween. Yeah. The intro, I kind of was getting embarrassed. <laughs> so please stick with us. We'll be back to normal soon next week. <laughs> Okay, so that brings us to our last segment, our favorite segment. It is our Goals, Goals Update. Update. I'm just kind of laughing about Goals Update lately because we made like a big deal a few weeks ago about how we're like, what should we do? Like, we're so far ahead. Is this even relevant? But we're back to recording the episodes like one day before they come out. So it's no worries. <laughs> we're giving you the freshest updates. <laughs> minute by minute minute by minute this is probably gonna go live in like an hour (laughs) but we're recording this october 24th so we're closing down the month of october uh so we want to update on our goals we do still have a week left of selling so anything could happen but how are you doing this month so my goal for the month is 1600 in sales and as of today i'm at 1000 31 and 25 cents. So amazing. Yeah. It, like anytime I get over a thousand, I'm just like <laughs> money in the bank. I'm just money, like money shocked. But I don't think I'm really on pace anymore. It was a little bit slower of a week sales wise, but still moving in the right direction. And we'll see where we end up after one more week. You know, anything can happen. It's a long month this month. So you never know. Yeah. Just keep doing my thing. My second goal was to re-photograph 20 items that are already in my closet to kind of like give them the best chance of being sold. And last week I hadn't even started it. Yesterday I modeled 27 
items. I put on a pair of black jeans and grabbed a bin of shirts and kind of just like went through of like which ones I knew didn't have like a great cover picture or I've had them for a while and they were something that would fit me and I was like comfortable wearing for a modeling picture and just went down the row and took all the pictures. It It's kind of fun too. It was like super fast to add all of those pictures to the listings because you just like add, you know, one photo. It's not like you have to make a new listing or anything. Yeah. Just a quick update. One of the shirts I bought at Plato's this week, I was debating on keeping for myself or doing the thing where you like wear it for a while <laughs> until yeah. it sells. And I decided to just take a modeling picture with it and list it and it already sold. So I'm kind of excited to have more modeling pics. I think doing them like in a big batch like that is a great way to do it. Putting on a pair of pants that can go with all of these and just taking a bunch of pictures. It is like, it does make me think, I know other resellers have said this, like they like taking the modeling pictures because then when you scroll through their closet, it's all kind of cohesive and all, you know, they're doing the same pose in every single one. So they look really similar and uniform. Yeah. And I do really like the clump now of listings of mine that all have me like doing the same exact pose and it's clearly the same day. You know what I mean? The light yeah. is all the same. So I was like, okay, I do understand that. But I mean, there's obviously going to be limitations with like size and stuff where you're just like, well, this doesn't fit me or like it's not going to work to model it. So you can't do it with every single item, but it was, it was fun. It was a nice like change of pace, work on my Poshmark in a different way that I don't normally. So the goal it's is complete, but I might, I mean, who knows? If I, yeah. You know, if I have some time next week or this week, I might take some more. Nice. Good job. Checked Thanks. off the goal. <laughs> How are your goals going? Goals are going pretty good. Um, my sales goal for this month was to make 4,000. Right now I'm like right under 2,800, like $1 under 27.99. So oh my um, gosh. yeah, that's really good to still have a week left of the month. I, I think I've had, I mean, I've had months where I've been in the 3,000s before for sales, but I feel like to be a week out from the end of the month and be at like 2,800, I don't think I've ever no. been in such a good position towards the end of the month. So I'm excited about that. I am trending a little low on the goal still because I I would have to have a pretty big week this week in order to hit 4,000, but never say never. Still yeah. going after it. My listing goal was my second goal of trying to put like seven to 10 items per day up. That's been going pretty good. I don't think I've been a hundred percent like every single day, but I've definitely been putting a lot of my time into listing and I've been proud too, because I know you mentioned earlier, like having your like office area cleaned up. I've been also doing, yeah. this isn't one of my goals, but I've been doing good about like putting things away after I'm done photographing and not just like leaving it out, which is feels nice. good too. Cause then I feel more inclined to like go sourcing. I feel like that was kind of getting in my way. Right. If I don't put the stuff away in my like clothing racks full, then I'm kind of like, oh, I don't really need a source. But if I keep my space clean, then I'm like ready to take in new inventory, you know? Right, yeah. But yeah, like I said, my listings, my listing, my active listings are not showing the like hard work I've been putting into listings. So I want to go sourcing. I want to do like a big sourcing week this week and also keep up with the listing, try to help push my sales number as high as possible before the end of the month. So I think tomorrow 
I think tomorrow I'm going to go to the bins. And I lately when I've been going to the bins, I've only been staying for like one rotation, which kind of because I get mentally exhausted there and kind of yeah. just want to get out. And I have a pretty full cart. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to leave. The bins is probably like a 30 minute drive for me and then 30 minutes back. So it's like, I really should make the most of it and stay for another session if I can, like do two sessions at least maybe even three if I'm like feeling it. So I might challenge myself to stay for more than one rotation this week. It's just so annoying waiting in between. Could you like... (laughs) I could leave and come back and like, or like bring a lunch or like go, maybe like go get lunch somewhere nearby. Or are there like any Goodwills that are right over there where you could make it like a multi-stop? Because I'm thinking like, what what would you do if you you know, the first rotation, you have a cart full of things, get another cart. I think I would, I think I would plan to like check out and like put it in my car and come back in. Yeah. Unless I'm not finding a lot. Yeah. I feel like I could figure out, I think it's like, I think it's almost like an hour in between when they rotate. So I definitely could try to like leave. Yeah. And come back or take a little lunch break. Yeah. So I want to do some sourcing this week. I really want to get the active listings up, like I mentioned already. But and one of the main reasons I want to get more listings up is because I am planning to run a sale during the first week of November. So I would love to like go to the bins and get a bunch of stuff that could be included in this sale. It is my birthday the first week of November and I'm turning 30 nice. this year. So I'm planning to do like a $30 sale similar to when I did the $25 sale. So I want to beef up my closet. So I'm ready to roll on that. And then I'm super excited because Maddie is coming to Phoenix for my birthday weekend. So if that, that'll probably, I feel like the days you're here. Is I know I, I was going to ask. You're like going to be here the days the of the sale. Yeah. Because I'm oh thinking gosh. my birthday's on November 7th, which is a Sunday. So I probably would right. do the Wednesday to Sunday. Love it. Oh my I gosh. Like I, I can help with the packaging i know so <laughs> i know i'm kind of thinking about it it's kind of a lot of work when you run the sale so so uh yeah i might need some accountability partners that weekend to make sure that i at least send out those messages but i'm hoping i get that new seller tool that drops oh. so i can like message everyone in bulk that would save True. me some time stay tuned and otherwise if you have your eye on something in my closet special sale announcement for the listeners love it you can get it early. have early access yeah. <laughs> message yeah. me i'll give you a deal <laughs> also next week for our episode we are going to do a full episode of q a so if you have any questions that you want us to answer really can be anything we're kind of opening it up we've been doing this podcast for a while now and we've never really like introduced ourselves <laughs> Yeah, like getting to know us, like anything you've wanted to know about reselling or just our lives, anything is on the table. How do you juggle it? What do you do all day as a full-time reseller? (laughs) Mom, we know you've been asking that question. Yeah, what do you do all day? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, if you want any more insights like that, just ask us some questions for our next Q&A. Mom, if you have any more questions about what Taylor's up to (laughs) awesome so thank you so much for listening to today's episode of sister soup posh if you enjoyed it I know you did please head over to apple podcast feel free to leave us five stars write us a little review we love reading those 
and we'll be back next week with another episode. Love you, Tay. Love you too. Bye.